Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Wednesday, July 22nd, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Did you wake up with Sporting KC today? Beat writer Sean Goodwin did and watched Sporting pick up an impressive 2-0 victory over Real Salt Lake in the final pool game of the MLS's back tournament. With the victory, Sporting moves on to the knockout round. Sean and I talk about the game, the quick start, and impressive finish and what's now in store for sporting. After a break, you'll hear from players Johnny Russell and Tim Milia, plus Coach Peter Vermees on the victory. So here we go with what amounts to our Sporting KC post-game show. All right, Sean, so you told me you you set a few alarms, uh, alarm clocks this morning to uh, make sure you were up and at them for the 8 a.m. Central Time start. I did. I set five alarms uh, every five minutes from 7.30 to 7.50. Uh, I woke up by 7.40, so alarm number three. And uh, I was up and ready to go by eight. So mission mission successful, right? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Um, I didn't need to set an alarm, but I was looking forward to the to the early start. This It re- reminded me of some World Cup games in Europe, you yeah. know, when you... Uh, when you when you get the uh, you roll out of bed and there's and there's soccer on or even these days really with European soccer yeah. on TV, um, but it was fun to see a local team in the 8 a.m. start and that local team Sporting Kansas City play as well as it did today two to nothing victory over Real Salt Lake. Let's just take it sort of the 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 helicopter view. Of, of the outcome. I, I thought Sporting played well for, for the most part uh, throughout the game. You get a shutout, uh, you get a couple of goals, and, 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 the, um, and the team clinches a spot in the, in the next round of the MLS's back tournament. So just some, let's start out with some general thoughts from you on, on the morning match. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, gotta, you, you have to agree, Sporting played pretty well. Yeah. Uh, that is probably the most complete game I've seen him play in a while, honestly. I mean, obviously, we had the 4-0 win before the break, but up against Houston, who, I mean, Houston is not going to be one of the top teams this year, but when you talk about a Rail Salt, Rail Salt Lake team who, you know, they were the top season group coming off a of Greece 2019, for Sporting to go out there, obviously score a goal within a minute, and, you know, that does take off pressure, but on the flip side, you're now defending a lead for 89 minutes. And Salt Lake barely had a sniff of goal, honestly. It's the, defensively the most solid I've seen sports and play in a long, long time. So, Tim Milia back uh, for for the first time since getting the – he had to sit out the previous game because of the red card that he received in the opener. He had one save, I saw, and uh, – but I was a little confused because the um, on the <clears throat> on the header part of that play, uh, player was offsides, which would have ruled offsides, which would have stopped the play, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but then the save came after that. Would would the shot have been good if he had um, was w- w- did Melia get credit for a save there? I guess is what I'm asking. Oh yeah, I mean I was curling into the bottom corner easy. Yeah. Um, okay. It, it's not just because you know obviously it was a great save, but the fact he was blindsided too, so he saw that ball right. late and he still got a glove to it. 
Well, that was Salt Lake's best scoring chance. But let's go back to the beginning of the game. You mentioned it, Johnny Russell's goal uh, at 49 or 50 seconds. I don't know exactly what it was, but mm-hmm. the, um, the the fastest uh, goal in in a uh, in a Sporting KC game in seven years. Mm-hmm. And I, I wondered about the psychology of that when when you obviously a great you, you want a goal anytime to score one within the game's first minute. That does take some pressure off of a team that has to win a game to know it had, um, uh, that it's going to advance in, in a tournament play. Now, there was some, look, Sporting could have you know, played to a draw and still advanced, mm-hmm. maybe even had a chance to lose the game in advance. But, um, but they came in needing to win, thinking they needed to win to, to move on in this tournament. They get a goal, uh, an interesting goal, too. Uh, Buccio with the corner kick, the ball pinballs around a little bit in front of the box, and it ends up on the right foot mm-hmm. of Johnny Russell, who, who pounds it home. You, you asked Johnny Russell about it after the game. What did he have to say? Yeah, so, you know, he says that it was a corner routine that they'd worked on in practice. That it hadn't, you know, worked as it was supposed to. Um, obviously, the ball kind of pinged around a bit. You uh, as the a block shot from um that was blocked off Polito and then it you know it falls straight out to Russell and he joked about that, you know, he's a left footed player and he got to finish the ball with his right foot. So a little bit of a rarity for him. Uh, but you know, that just shows the the striker's instinct that he has for a ball to pop out to him like that and with his weak foot be able to guide the ball home into the bottom corner. But yeah, I mean as you said just before, you know, it, it does take off a little bit of pressure for a team that could have got away with a tie, but it shows the, the mentality of this squad to go out and still win 2-0. Right. So the, the uh, Sporting KC protects that lead throughout the first half. The second half seems to unfold largely like the first half did until uh, basically we get into substitution time and in comes... Jerso Fernandez, among the substitutions, brings instant energy, and within two minutes, he gets a beautiful goal on, I, I thought, some nice, really nice ball work by Sporting Kansas City to get him in position to into a one-on-one position where he beats his defender, mm-hmm. and with a thunder uh, left-footed uh, goal, um, that's... This is a team that's had so much trouble uh, preventing goals in the final 15 minutes and, and extra time. And for them to get one, to clinch the game in, what, about the 84th minute or so, mm-hmm. I thought, you know, this it really capped off a terrific day for, for Sporting KC. Let's talk about Fernandez's goal. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's been a theme for years now where Peter Vermees has got somewhat flack for his his substitutions, when he uses them, how he uses them, but today he, he really did get it pinpoint accurate. And, you know, it, it's not just, obviously it was a great build-up to the goal and it was a beautiful goal itself, but it all starts from literally 20 minutes in when Sporting, you know, they, they decided to sit back a little bit, but obviously they weren't hunkering back, but the line dropped a little bit deeper, they didn't allow a lot of space for Salt Lake, and Protecting that lead, you've now made Salt Lake, you know, they're constantly running and passing and, you know, trying to wing, wing the ball back from sports. And as soon as sports and wings it back, it's, you know, it's sent back down the field. So you've got relatively now for the past 60, 65 minutes, they're wearing themselves out, not having many good chances at all. You bring on a guy like Jerso Fernandez, 
uh, with you know his speed up and down the field, full of energy, giving the ball, easily takes on the defender, and as we saw, 86-minute goal to seal up the game. Uh, and Ramiz said that he had all the substitutes planned before the game even kicked off. So, you know, he's he's purposely brought Gerso in as well. So, Blake is just nothing and let him run them off, basically. Yeah, great move by Peter Vermees late in the game. I thought an interesting decision before the game was to sit Matt Beasler. Mm. I don't know how, how often that happens. Don't have the stats in front of me, but the captain uh, did not start, did not play. Look, it's... It's uh, the third game in in but but less than a week and a half for sporting in Orlando. You know the weather has been what it is, just just miserably hot and and humid. Uh, I don't know if this was a leg saving uh, decision for Peter. He was asked about it after the game, and we'll hear from Peter Vermees and and uh, some players in, in, in uh, after we take a break. But I thought he you know didn't kind of didn't answer directly when when asked about the lineup changes. What's your thought on why Matt Beasley didn't play today? Yeah, uh, as you say, he didn't really answer directly, but. I assume it's just a leg-saving thing. I mean, at the end of the day, Beasley's 33 at this point. You know, he's captain fantastic for the team, and he does a lot for the team, but he's, he's still human. Um, and, you know, Graham Smith replaces him. And, he, you know, he's still very capable. Whether this was the game to do it, perhaps, you know, as we said, Sporting just needs a tie, even a loss could, you know, maybe make it work. So... I guess Remy saw it as a good opportunity to give his captain a rest ahead of the round of 16 games. But what interested me most was you've got Graham Smith, who he's got the experience over the last couple of years, but he's not a starter. And then you pair him on the right-hand side with Zussi, who did a fantastic job. I won't take it away from him, but it's a gamble because, again, you've got 33-year-old Zussi who barely has a break. So putting both those on the right side could have been a, a risky move for Sporson, but it obviously pays off eventually. Right, right. Okay, so what happens from here? We, we know that uh, three teams in this group, uh, Minnesota, Salt Lake, and Kansas City, uh, all advance into the next round, the elimination round. One thing to keep in mind is the three games that were part of the group count in the MLS regular season standing. And because Sporting went two and one of those games, they stand four and one, a very healthy four and one on, on the season. So mm-hmm. what happens from here? When, when does the next round begin? Yeah. So uh, Minnesota play Colorado later. Uh, basically Colorado's out, but they're still fighting for three points in the league because group stage games count towards regular season. Uh, but as it stands right now, Sporting is top, uh, by two points. If Minnesota tie or lose, their sporting is confirmed first place, which means they will play the third place team out of groups B, E or F on July 26th, which, bear with me, I believe is Sunday. Yes. Um, so I'm just looking through the tables now. Uh, right. Which, you know, that, that could be a multiple of teams. It could be Chicago Fire, Vancouver, um, FC Cincinnati, New York Red Bulls, Houston Dynamo. Those are most multitudes of teams Sporting could play against. If Minnesota win, uh, Sporting will be confirmed to be playing uh, the Columbus Crew on July 28th, which is the Tuesday. 
which that'll be a really tough fixture. Actually, terrible bracket to be in because uh, Columbus, they haven't conceded a goal yet. They won all three of their games. If Sporting managed to beat Columbus, they're going to come up against the San Jose Earthquake, potentially, who Ramiz says is the favorite to win this tournament, in his opinion. Right. I, I enjoyed how Peter and, and Tim Melia were asked about uh, – in the post game, asked about the favorite's role and both uh, deflected it pretty quickly. Uh, nope, uh, sporting is absolutely not the favorite. So, little gamesmanship going on there. All right. So, as promised, we will um, we'll take a break, and when we come back, you will hear from Johnny Russell on his goal, courtesy of Sean Goodwin's question. We'll hear from uh, Tim Milia, and then uh, uh, extended version of Peter Vermee. So, Sean, thanks for joining us, and we will. Catch up again soon. For sure. Always appreciate it, Blair. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at 50 bucks, unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. We're back on Sportsbeat KC talking about Sporting Kansas City's 2-0 victory over Real Salt Lake today. After the game, there was a press conference with the players and Peter Vermees. Let's pick it up with Johnny Russell talking about his goal that happened in the first 50 seconds of today's game. That didn't come off. It was a great ball into the box. And like you said, it came off a few bodies, bit of a bit of a ricochet everywhere and then just dropped to me nicely and Caught it well on the right foot. Doesn't happen too often, so it was a, it was a nice one to take. It was nice to get the early goal as well. It settled. Um, not that we had any nerves going into the game, but it just settles you down. You've got that. You've got that goal behind you. Next question: We'll go to Tom Bogert from MLSsoccer.com. Tom, your line is open. Hey guys, congrats on the win. Uh, this one's for Tim. Uh, you guys came into this tournament as you know one of the favorites, um, and you know now you're through with six points, and you're putting together a couple good performances. Uh, do you guys? feel like you're one of the favorites still to win this tournament? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I think our goal is just to continue to move forward. Um, I think we just need to get a little bit better each game, and I think we did that, especially this game. We handled the different phases of the game really well collectively as a group. And now we just build off each performance a little more, and we just want to keep going and keep going. Okay, Johnny and Tim, thank you very much for your time. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank Thank you, guys. At this time, we're joined by Sporting Kansas City Manager and Sporting Director Peter Vermees. Again, to get in the queue for questions, please choose the raise hand button. The first question will go to Sean Goodwin from the Kansas City Star. Sean, your line is open. Hey, Peter. Uh, good morning, and congratulations on not only the win, but three points through the next round. Uh, just after your first loss uh, to Minnesota, uh, you know, is a, how relieved are you to have won two games back-to-back and now be through to the rounds of 16? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that right now in, in league play, we're four and one. Says a lot. Um, you know, we unfortunately we had a we had a tough game in the first game here. 
And, you know, and, you know, again, unfortunately, we lost uh, a game that we should have, you know, had in our back pocket, but we didn't. And I really like the reaction of the team since then. And it seems like from game to game, we're getting stronger and stronger and uh, very proud of the players that uh, not only started the game um, with some of the changes that we made, but also very proud of the guys that came on. Um, I thought that Felipe Hernandez had a tremendous, uh, you know, 30 some odd minutes for us. Jirso, uh, uh, you know, again, is, is electrifying off the bench. Um, you know, Daniel came on. He had um, some good stuff there at the end in getting behind the guys. He tackled. He fought for stuff, which was good to help close the game out. And so, you know, it was it was a it was a good way to finish off um, the three games. Uh, and you know, all these other games are icing on the cake. But you know, our 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 objective, I said that from the beginning, was the three games. Um, as I said, disappointed on the first, but really, really proud of the guys, the way they reacted and responded in the next two. And then just my second question is, uh, seven yellow cards, pretty trippy game. Uh, during the first half, during the hydration break, uh, you were actually caught by ESPN, you know, kind of shouting the fourth official. Um, it was eventually muffled. I guess you weren't too pleased with some of the decisions out there. It's like, um. Yeah, I, stuff happens in every game, unfortunately. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you 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 said it. I don't know what else I need to say to it. Other than it was a, it was a tough game. It always is a tough game between the 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 team, you know, the, against uh, them and us. Both very competitive. Both want to win. Next question will go to Seren Petro with Sports Radio eight ten WHB. Seren, your line is open. Peter, just, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I know it's hot and everything going on down there, but just for the record, uh, the lineup changes, just, is it just rest and, and manipulating the roster overall? Uh, you, I, I'm sorry, you, I, it was hard for me to hear you on the last part, but I'm the same, I'm not sure if you said, it, it was it because of the heat or was it because of, uh, is that what you're asking me? I just want you on, on the record as to what, what your thinking was on the, on the changes you made in the lineup today. Yeah, look, I, I, I think that it was the right group uh, to go and get the job done in the way that we wanted to play. And, you know, I, 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 I'll be honest with you, uh, I already knew the subs uh, prior to uh, the game. Uh, we, we, we spoke a lot about um, how we thought the game would go um, and where, where we'd have to add energy, especially late in the game, because we know that they would make a push. And I thought that we finished the game really, really strong on two fronts, one physically and then also the way we managed the game. And so, yeah, I, I mean, the, the changes were based on trying to get the win and the result in this game. And then as a follow-up, you, you've got a lot of options uh, as far as scoring goes. Um, you know, have you settled in to the rhythm of what the lineup's going to be and everybody know their role or are you still working that out now after the break? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good question, but yeah, I would say absolutely still working on it because, you know, again, it's almost like we've only played three games. It's not five, um, although we have. It's just a big break in between them. You know, fitness is a big thing. You, you can see Johnny, he, you know, we had, the, we had the break, and I went to him and I said, can you give me, can you just give me all out for five more minutes? And he was like, yeah, I'll give it to you. I got it. I'll do it. 
and, and I'm trying to push him. I'm trying to push different guys to, to keep increasing their fitness in this kind of weather. Um, and it's, it's good. It's, it, they're getting stronger, um, with each game and, and that's a good thing, but no, no way do I have, and us as a staff haven't figured out yet because as you saw today, the changes we made, um, they helped us. And, and I found out something about our team today. The guys adapted to something in the first half. And as much as they had possession the last 25 minutes of the first half, the guys did a really good job of adapting and adjusting without us telling them to do something. They actually sat back in a little bit. Um, and, and, and again, it wasn't you know 30 yards from our goal, but we dropped almost to the midfield line and, and really gave them less space to work with. And although they had the ball and they were moving it and all those other things, we really didn't give up any chances. And so it, it's just a mental thing that you have to overcome. And that is the other team has the ball and you don't get caught up in that. And then what we did was we turned the tide in the second half because in the second half, we started to play a little bit more penetrating, a little more direct. And I think that that was the difference in the second half and bringing on those fresh guys, they could be vertical. Um, and obviously Jerusalem's goal, you know, puts the nail in the coffin, but his, his, his electricity off the bench is, is huge. And, and so that, it's, it's a valuable, valuable asset to have um, when a player comes in with that type of mentality and, and quality of play. Next question will go to Harold Kuntz from Fox 4. Harold, your line is open. Hey, Peter, how's it going? Congratulations on the win. Uh, during the game, you said, I think during the hydration break in the second half, you said it's hot and there's been mistakes all over the field. And you, you, you can tell you're a little frustrated there. Uh, my question to you is just with this heat, with the morning games and the night games, do you feel that your team, as this progresses, is now trying to get is now a little bit more acclimated now, and you've kind of measured your substitution changes because of you know how how people can go further into the match or you know using the depth on your roster. I think I think subs and and the changes and everything also have have to do with you know just accumulation of games in a short period of time. And to your point, you know the climate, um, all of those things, I, I for sure have a piece to that, right? Um, also, certain guys come in the games and give certain qualities that you need uh, against other opponents. What I would say is y- yes to all everything that you said. At, at the same time, you know I'll, I'll clarify. Look, there's probably not a game that I've ever as a player played or coach that I'm not frustrated. It's just, it's my nature. It's my personality. It's who I am. But the great thing is, is that I always get that frustration. I get that all out during the game so that afterwards I actually am pretty good. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not holding on to it. So, um, it's, it's just who I am. That's my personality. So my comment is, is it's why one of the reasons why they asked me, I laughed because that's just who I am. Um, and it's, 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 it's just my personality. Next question will go to Chris Naj. Chris, your line is open. Hello, Peter. Um, I'm just curious with General uh, Kabisa. You said you learned a lot about your players today. What do you feel like he needs to do to get more regular first-team opportunities with the team? He's, he's, he's doing it. Um, he, he didn't get in the game today. Like, I didn't play him today because it was, it was because somebody was tired. I played him because he deserves to play. And, and I've told him that, you know, many times uh, since we started this year. Um, I told him that, you know, you're going to get time because you deserve to play, because you've earned it, not because I'm just taking a young guy and giving him experience. Um, not at all. And so he'll continue to get those minutes and help the team um, because he's that kind of player and he's growing, you know, every day. 
Next question will go to Tom Bogert from MLSsoccer.com. Tom, your line is open. Hey, Coach, congrats on the win. Um, you guys entered this tournament as one of the favorites, and, you know, two wins from the three group games, you know, won't take teams off your scent. Um, do you feel that you are still one of the favorites to win this tournament? Well, I, I, we were never one of the favorites, and, and I, I don't believe that they believe that we are the uh, one of the favorites, and, and I don't think we're one of the favorites. Uh, uh, I don't think that we've... I think I think the best team at the tournament thus far has been uh, San Jose. They've played very well. Um, they have found different ways to win games. They have fought, defended. They've done it all, and so they're they're the favorites to win the tournament um, from my perspective at this moment. And so I don't think we are, and I don't think we deserve to be. Next question will go to John Rojas. John, your line is open. Thanks for the time, Peter. Um, in the second goal. It's 80-something minute, 85, 84, something like that. You already had your substitutions. We already talk about the circumstances, heat, early game, all that. Uh, and every single player touched the ball. The ball went from right to center, center to left, come back. And I know the, the, the you know all, all the highlights going to be on the chat. But that build-up is more talking about the reaction of the players to this situation and how do they manage the tempo of the game or your model taking a step forward in those hard moments of the game? Uh, it's all the above. You know, there's there's moments where you, to your point, where you can score a goal by everybody touching the ball. There's others where you win the ball, you turn, a guy knocks the ball into space, threads the needle, the guy goes in, it's two passes, and it's a goal. In, in, in either circumstance, when you look at the goal, either way, in its entirety, you, you, what you tend to focus on is you tend to focus on the final finish. What, what I do is I'm, I'm focused on the decision-making of the players and then the allocation of their spacing on the field. And what was very good in that goal is the allocation, um, which allowed us to keep possession, what allowed us to move the ball, and then what also allowed us to have the time to find the open man and then finally, the brilliance of Girso was able to be um, on show because he was put in the right position where he can be really dangerous. Final two questions. We'll go to Sean Goodwin and Seren Petro. Sean, your line is open. Hey, Peter. Defensively, you mentioned it earlier how you guys, you know, really limited the space to Salt Lake and didn't let them do much. But it's not like they stepped back and didn't really attack. I mean, you guys didn't give him a sniff just how good were you guys defensively today holding back for the full 90 no, no again I, I, I wasn't suggesting that they held back they actually pushed the game especially in the, uh, in the uh, from like the 25th from like the 20th minute through the 45th minute they had the ball and they were moving it very well what my point is is that they really didn't um, create all that much in regards to um, you know great chances on goal, and that was a credit to the way that our guys had patience. I thought Zussi did a really good job uh, all game long because a player that he played against, I think, is very good. Is has a lot of energy, likes to go at people, and and, and Zeus was really patient. Like his delaying, um, his one v one defending was was top notch, and so we had a lot of that, which was really good. We didn't overcommit to open up. Uh, other situations in behind us and and so yeah I, I, when I was saying that I, I learned a lot and that is when the guys kind of sat back in that last 25 minutes in the first half 
what they exhibited was is that they they moved well from side to side they had a good compact group but they really didn't give you know crazy chances away they gave possession away but they didn't give up chances and that's that's good to be able to hold on to a, a game when maybe at the moment maybe something's not working for you or you just need to kind of catch yourself the guys were able to do that last question comes from Seren Petra with Sports Radio 810 WHB Seren your line is open uh, Peter, I know you addressed uh, why Busio was playing, but during the broadcast, they talked about uh, some Italian clubs having interest, uh, even talking about amounts that uh, the transfer could be. He's a young kid. W- w- what does that do for him as far as a distraction to have that out there? And have you had those conversations with him? If it was somebody else, I'd, I'd have a lot of concern. I've had I've had talks with Boos around this subject many times. Um, and, and so I, I feel very comfortable that he can handle it um, because he's he knows what he wants and he and he also understands that he has a long career ahead of him and when and when and if a moment like that does come it's going to be right um, I said from the very beginning um, when we signed Boost that our objective is always going to be that we're going to talk with him his parents his family whatever to make the right decision. And the last thing that we're going to do is we're just going to make a financial decision. That will not be the case. Boost is a, a, a product of our club, and we're going to make sure that if he decides to stay here for the rest of his career, that he's going to you know, have everything available to him. If he decides that at some point he wants to move on, um, then we're going to make sure that where he moves on to is the right situation for him. And so if, if and when that happens, uh, I think we'll all – uh, be a part of that discussion and, and, and make the best decision that is that is good for Boos. That will do it for today. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Randy Mason, Savannah Smith, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. Tip of the cap to Sean Goodwin for hanging out and talking Sporting Kansas City. Links to stories about SKC can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, earlier in the episode, you heard me talk about the Sports Pass offer. It still stands and still a good one, 30 bucks for a year's worth of sports coverage, and that includes the Sports Extra that comes with the E-Edition. There are 30 additional pages of national sports coverage today. Here's an even better offer. Buy the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports, news, features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented teammates, plus extra news, sports, and business coverage. The details can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. That is account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And whether it's the sports pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports Beat KC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Thursday with another episode.